Hey, everybody. Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women and our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women and our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth, with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm your host, Stacey Galino, and I'm here today. I'm really, really excited to be here today with my colleague and dear friend, Janice Carbon. She's a Catholic psychotherapist, and I'm sure our regular regular listeners will remember her from, from past shows. I'm going to go ahead and welcome Janice. Now. Thank you, Stacey. It's great to be with you. Even though I have a scratchy voice this morning, <laughs> I feel like uh, somebody was hoping I wouldn't be able to talk, but I'm pushing through anyway. So I'm looking forward to the good show we have. Okay. We will not let the evil one have any, any toehold on our show today. And so welcome. I just want to say welcome to all our regular listeners. And if you're, if you're a new listener, welcome. I'm so, so glad you found us. I'm, I hope that you'll continue to listen. I, I hope that that's something we offer you here today will, will edify you, will um, bring you closer to the Lord. Yeah, and let us hear from you. Um, I, I love meeting meeting all of our friends of Faith and Good Counsel and of Catholic Community Radio out in our community, um, out in South Louisiana. Um, and you can contact me here if you have any questions or concerns. You just want to share a praise report or uh, give us an idea of something we need to talk about. Feel free to email me at escalino at catholiccommunityradio.org, or you can go out to our Faith and Good Counsel Facebook page, um, just under Faith and Good Counsel. There's also um, our website here for the radio station. It's catholiccommunityradio.org, and I do love to hear from you. It's so um, so wonderful and edifying to me to know that you're listening and to know that um, that God is glorifying the work that we're doing here at Faith and Good Counsel. So I have my dear, dear colleague and friend and the lovely, the beautiful, the articulate Janice Carbon here with me today. And we're going to be talking about many, many things. We're, we're, the Holy Spirit is just moving in here this morning. And we're going to be talking um, about perfectionism and materialism and unhappiness, joy, peace, happiness, anything that really comes up, I think. So we're, just, we're going to be talking, Janice, therapist to therapist over hot tea. That's what we're going yes. to be doing today. But um, as you know, Janice, we, we start all of our shows off here with prayer. And I'd like to invite you, if you would, to, to pray the prayer to our patroness of faith and good counsel, Our Lady of Good Counsel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Holy Virgin, to whose feet we are led by our anxious uncertainty in our search for 
and attainment of what is true and good, we beseech you to come to our assistance when along the road of this life the darkness of error or of evil conspires towards our ruin by leading our minds and our hearts astray. O seed of wisdom and star of the sea, enlighten the doubtful and the erring, that we be not seduced by the false appearances of good, render them steadfast in the face of the hostile and corrupting influences of passion and of sin. O Mother of Good Counsel, obtain for us from your divine Son a great love of virtue, and in the hour of uncertainty and trial, the strength to embrace the way that leads to our salvation. Amen. Amen. And Our Lady of Good Counsel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Now, if you've been listening to Faith and Good Counsel, or if you've go- I've gone and visited my blog at StacyGalino.com, you may have seen the past show where Janice Carbon was our guest. And you may recall that she is the author of a fabulous book I highly recommend, Fully Alive. It's Time to Live Your Life. And again, that's by Janice Brown Carbon social worker, LCSW. Um, And let me just remind you, though, if you're not familiar with Janice, she received her MSW, her master's in social work, from Tulane University of Social Work in 1984, began a private practice in 1988. And in that practice, the beautiful, beautiful thing is that Janice incorporates her Catholic faith in with her treatment um, of her clients, and that is a great, great gift. Um, she has also um, been on numerous other radio stations and Focus TV as well. If you're from the New Orleans area, the Gulf South area, even the Baton Rouge area here and uh, surrounding areas, you may have seen Janice in some of her interviews there with um, the good folks at Focus TV. And um, she practices in Metairie, Louisiana. Is that, yes. is that correct? And she's a proud grandmommy. Yes. Yes. If you if you check her out on her uh, Facebook page and her fully alive page, you may see some pictures of these glorious yes. gifts from God. Oh, very blessed. Very blessed. Beautiful triplets. Children. I don't, don't well. We have I have tripl- one set of triplets, and then I have two, and the triplets are two boys and a girl who will be turning fourth on Thursday. Wow. So oh. this is at a wonderful age, and then I have two little boys in Dallas one who turned four in August, and one who was born this June. So uh, I am truly blessed. Life is infinitely better, huh? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. One day, one day I pray it be God's will that my my children will be married and I'll have grandchildren, you know, unless unless he calls them to religious life. You know, I'm open to that too. That's, I pray that they will do God's will in their life, but I really would love grandchildren. So I'm waiting. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things, Janice, I love about your book, the name, first of all, the cute cover, this this very alive, is this a, a daisy or a... I, you know what? I I love the cover. And I can say that because I had nothing to do with oh. the development of this cover. <laughs> the people at Tao Publishing came up with this cover. And when I first saw it, because it's... It's a really a strange process. This is my first book. And it's a strange process once you've written the book and it's kind of your baby. And then they say, okay, we're going to come up with a cover for you. 
Mm-hmm. And you can tell us if you like it or not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're sitting there saying, gee, I hope I like Did it. Did you have trouble letting go? Well, a little bit. But uh-huh. as soon as I saw this, and this was the first one, I felt like this is the cover that was supposed to be on this book. Yes. For people who can't see it, it is, I think, like a blossom, like you said, but it's done in reds and yellows. And it also looks a little bit like fireworks mm-hmm. in a way kind of reminds me of saint catherine of siena or yeah even like there's this little petal that's falling down that almost could look like a drop of blood now wow the reason i, I say I that, that janice look is at that, that. That's the whole idea of sanguine with the red uh there's a, a little red bar across the top mm-hmm. and the bottom of the picture it just, and, and the book's entitled Fully Alive. And right smack in the middle of that beautiful blossom is the word, it, the two words, fully alive, big and right there. And that, the whole cover is fully alive. And the whole yes. book, in fact, is fully alive. And I, I highly recommend it, not only personally, but professionally. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess maybe now would be, since we are talking about the book, and we're, you, you give... Um, reference to saint irenaeus in the front of the book and the quote the glory of god is man fully alive maybe tell us a little bit about that and why you chose that title well i always love that quote the glory of god is man fully alive and when i started investigating the quote in particular saint irenaeus is uh, um he was one of the doctors of the church right he is from the second century he was a bishop of Lyon, which is now france Mm -hmm. uh and um He's mentioned, this quote is mentioned in the Catholic Catechism in the chapter talking about God creating the world. And basically what the Catechism tells us is God created the world to bring glory to himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that the crowning glory of God's creation is the creation of man. And so we are created by God to glorify him, to bring glory to him through our lives. Just like the mountain ranges bring glory to him. Right. The oceans bring glory to him. The animals, the fish, the birds in the air, the stars in the night, it all brings glory to God. Well, we were created as men and women, as the crowning glory of his creation, to live our lives in such a way that we bring glory to God. Amen. And so this is what this quote is all about. The glory of God is man fully alive. So when I, this is a book I've wanted to write for a long time, or or let's put it this way, wanted to have in my hand for a long time to use with clients. Mm -hmm. This is, was written. It's, it's, it's a very short book. It's written very simply, meaning easy to read and understand, but I think it's chocked full of information. It's meant to be a primer to help people get their acts together. Uh, I think it's particularly helpful for young adults, uh, but also for those of us who have been on our path in life for a while, and even we can get to a point where we need to be refreshed and refocused, and uh, so I think it can bring help to a lot of people uh it's it's like i said a very basic kind of book but but that's exactly what we need we need to be spoon-fed now because we're in such a world of chaos 
wouldn't you say, where anything but, you know, operating in a world that believes that the glory of God is man fully alive, rather quite the opposite, which is part of why I've asked you here today, because there is so much unhappiness. I mean, the earth is groaning in unhappiness in people and burden and um and sorrow and anxiety and so i i I love when you come on faith and good counsel because it gives us an opportunity to share both of us from a devout catholic framework of mental health you know because so many people do seek out mental health and we have the foundation within our faith everything that we need to be able to help people realize this glory you know Absolutely. We we have it all there. And what has been really tragic is that over the years, as psychology as a discipline has grown over the last few decades, it has become very secularized. Well, it was, I guess, always pretty secular. Right. It started out pretty secular. Yes. Sure. And it's just full, you know. <laughs> right. So continuing to come to this secular fruition, I guess. And I don't think it's by chance that as more and more people seek out self-help books, let's say from secular psychologists, that they have become more and more unhappy. Yes. Because the answer does not lie in secularism. It does not lie in PhDs. It lies in Jesus Christ. And so it's about understanding, bringing people back to what we know to be true. And once they understand how to truly live their lives, what they were created for, let me back up, that they were even created on purpose, uh, with a purpose in mind, you know, so many people are just lost in their lives, not having any clue to why they're here or what life is all about. And this Fully Alive book is to sort of set up a direction to give them some foundation that they can build from and live from. So this is just a building blocks kind of book. And yet when you read it, it's profound. It's in in its simplicity. And and I think, again, this is something we need to be spoon-fed because there is so much noise, there is so much confusion. And I love that you take a developmental approach, a lifespan approach, and you divide it up into infantile thinking, child thinking, adolescent, and adult, what we're shooting for. Because, and somewhere in that gumbo, <laughs> in that mix, we're, we're living in different aspects of our lives, and we actually need to be fully alive. So we're, we're here today with Janice Corbin, Catholic psychotherapist, author of Fully Alive. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galino, and we'll be back in just a few moments.
Pepper's Fresh Market on Airline Highway in Prairieville is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Tim and Kim Godso are the new owners of Pepper's, and along with their son, Kalen, and daughter, Carrie, are members of Most Blessed Sacrament Parish. Pepper's Fresh Market features fresh fruits, vegetables, and seafood, including crawfish. Pepper's is located at 17497 Airline Highway in Prairieville. Their number is 673-9083 or on Facebook at Pepper's Fresh Market. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galino and my lovely guest today, um, repeat guest now, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to future shows already, Janice. Janice Corbin, Catholic psychotherapist from Metairie, Louisiana, and the brilliant author of Fully Alive. You should run out today and get your copy. Um, and just before we forget to mention, I forget to mention again, Janice, you can find out more information about Janice Carbon at www.janicecarbon, that's C-A-R-B-O-N.com. She also tweets and twits on Twitter, and you can find her at Janice Carbon there. And she's got a Facebook page, Fully Alive, for her book, as well as your Pinterest girl, too, it looks like. Yes. She's got a Fully Alive Pinterest, so she's all over social yes. media, and you can see her beautiful picture there. And um, I'm sitting here today with her in studio, and it makes me so so happy and you know Janice and I could just talk about anything and everything all day long and so I thought it would be be maybe fun and, and educational for our listeners to just have us talk about certain things we've got a little roadmap, but we don't have a fully specific topic today but I think both Janice and I were feeling the Holy Spirit calling us to to this topic of being turned in on the self versus in union with the Lord and that area of surrender versus the, the the different ways that when we're turned into ourselves that it that it manifests and that hurt us like through perfectionism or other things so we're going to see where the holy spirit leads us but we we both agreed that it would be very good to start off this segment reading from my daily bread she and i both love this book it is it's a um a book of formation for me i just read it over and over again. I don't know about you, Janice, but I need to read it over and over again. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to read chapter 31, Perfect Self-Surrender. Here we go. And these are words um, attributed to, uh, it's a reflection from the point of view of Christ. My child, few men on earth have peace of soul because few care to let me manage their lives as I wish. Many put more faith in their own limited abilities than in my infinite wisdom and power. Some resign themselves to my will, but they make a few exceptions. I don't know about you, Janice. Maybe you've done that. I know I have. (laughs) And in these exceptions, they trust themselves more than me. And again, we're speaking from the voice of Christ here. In these matters, they are ready to sin rather than to have their plans change. You know, we hold on to things. We attach to things we shouldn't. Others surrender themselves in all things, but after a while, they begin to weaken in some particular matter. They are too impatient to wait for the perfect reward which I have prepared for those who love me. None of these people will ever know me intimately, nor will they ever receive the peace of soul which I have promised to my loyal followers. Their loyalty is too imperfect because of a false self-interest. 
forget self. Now, isn't that paradox to our culture, Janice? Okay, let me repeat that. Forget self, and you will find someone far greater. Christ. Let me decide, excuse me, what your life shall be each day. No offering of yours can please me completely until you have given me the greatest gift of all, your will. Do this by preferring whatever I send you each day. Do your very best and then accept the results as my will. In everything that comes to you this very day, see my will. Use your intelligence and your will to live a useful and holy life. When matters displease you, practice my patience. Imitate the virtues of my daily life on earth. Practice my virtues when the occasion arises and in all things, all things refuse to sin. Wow. Power That's powerful. Power yes. packed. What say you this to this Janice? Well, uh, it, I tell you what, just reading that lifts the burdens oh, off my shoulders. Amen. Amen. Freeing. Yes. I feel like it's a salve to my soul. It's and my heart. Um, I've, I, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. But I feel like we are all living lives that feel very burdensome at times. And I am firmly convinced that those are not the lives God wants us to live. He created us for joy. Yes. Does it scripture tell us joy? Amen. Amen. Now, and, and it goes beyond the circumstances of our lives. We are so self-centered that we tend to think that in order to have peace and joy in my life, I have to have everything going my way, which means that I expend all my energy into trying to manipulate people and circumstances around me to get what I think, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying that on purpose, Mm -hmm. what I think I want, because what I think I want is going, I think it's going to give me happiness. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it doesn't. It just makes me more miserable. And what he's saying there is that if we can learn to let go of our own ideas of what we need and trust him, to know fully what we need and to be patient enough to wait and I guess appreciative enough to receive what he gives us that we will get to that place of peace and joy. Amen. And we will no longer be burdened by our lives, that we are burdening ourselves with our own self-interest. Right, right. And isn't the opposite very true, that when we surrender ourselves to the Lord, not to this sort of nebulous cosmic Jesus or other kind of religious tradition, but in communion with the Lord, we, res- we surrender our will. Aren't we truly freed? Yes. And yes. we get what it is we're really mm. after. And what we don't get when we're encapsulated in this self-interest, in this narcissism that we brew in in our culture today is just... Um, as you said, the perfect word, very, very burdensome, very burdensome. I bet you see, I know I did, I bet you see um, in your practice a lot of perfectionism, which I think is one of the extensions of this turning inward on the self, giving into that lie of the Garden of Eden, you know, that you will be like God, you know. And, and I'm just wondering, 
how you see perfectionism. You know, there's the desire for excellence, and then there's perfectionism. Where's right. that line, you know? Okay. They're, they're, I think they're totally two different things, as you well know. Here's, here's how I conceive of it. First of all, we are creatures. We are not the creator. Wow. Let, kaboom. Let's say that again, because okay. that's not what you hear on TV. Okay. Yes. Okay. Say it again. We are the creatures and God is the creator. So with that, a couple of things follow. One of the things is that there is no way that I can totally understand God. He is outside of my ability to completely understand or comprehend. And it's alive, our culture, that you can know everything, that you can yes. be so intellectual that you can know and encompass everything. That's it's a right. delusion. <laughs> really? It is a delusion. Sure. And, um, and yet, you know, we, we feel powerless and we want power. Now here, the truth is the power resides in God. So here's when he wants us to have this personal relationship with him, He's inviting us to plug into his almighty power for our lives. But that's very different from me thinking all that power resides within me. Right. Which is exhausting, by the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> because, oh. again, it's a lie. And it doesn't work. Yes, it, it's not really there. So you spend your whole life after this goal yeah, to, to look back and go, exhausting and for nothing. For misery. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I think when getting back to your point of perfectionism, perfectionism, I think, is one of the outcomes when we do not have that relationship with God or we're not living out that relationship with God. We're un, under our own steam. We are trying to become powerful and make things work. Mm -hmm. So we turn in on ourselves, as you said, and we try to do more and more and more and more of what we think we need to do to whether it's be happy or make something happen or what have you. And it always leads to misery. Right. It, it creates tremendous anxiety. It creates tremendous insecurity. We live in a culture that is steeped in perfectionism. Right. You're never good enough. That's right. And you're only as good as how you look and what you can produce, how fast you can produce it. Right. Right. And these messages come from so many different places. You know, maybe they come from within sometimes, but coupled with media, coupled with schools even. I mean, in, in the school setting, coming from peers, coming from pop culture. Yes. Now, let me get back to that creature creator thing, because at first it sounds like, wow, that's making me very small. Uh huh. But I am also, as the creature, I am an end in and of myself, meaning that I am not a means to an end. One of the things that happens in our culture, just what you were talking about, is that people are looked at as objects to be manipulated or mm -hmm. to be exactly. used or mm -hmm. to be uh, benefited from, you know. Um, and God created us where we have a dignity, our personhood. I love that word. Oh, me too. It came really into vogue with Pope John Paul II. Of beloved memory. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, there's that, that sense of myself as the person that God created me to be that is truly awesome. 
but it's it's also like very humbling because I'm created by God out of love for love and I need to plug back into him so if when I do that then I can live my life it's almost like I become a good steward of my life you know Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. that part in scripture where it says um our lives do not belong to us that they were paid for at a price sure okay by Jesus Amen. so it's like but I'm I can become a good steward of my life I can become very grateful to God for all the gifts he has given me and in that sense I live trying to maintain a level of excellence with what I do right but but the intention you know this desire for excellence if the intention is truly truly to love the Lord and to serve him in our very best and with our very best and give him everything that's a beautiful intention that's yes. different from the perfectionism which I think you hit on a point when you said that in in so many words we're we're looking for love we're thirsting for love we were created for love but when you go down these paths that turn you inward, which giving into whether you realize it or not, whether it's intentional or not, these messages that we hear that turn us in on ourselves remove us from that very goal without us even well, realizing and from it. that very source of love, Amen. which is God. That's right. So you're not going to get it by turning right. it on yourself. One of the things that I think about in terms of perfectionism, there's so many ways that this manifests. But I think about women. And I think about, you know, women are beautiful. We were created to be vessels of beauty for the Lord. And it's so distorted in our culture. And I think about vanity and body image and these kinds of things, uh, ways that we're taught that we should behave to attract the attention of maybe males or to succeed in business. And um, when we come back, it seems like we're going to be coming up on a break here. I want to kind of look at that because really um, I know you've seen in your practice many beautiful, beautiful daughters of God who come in who have allowed themselves, who have even actively participated in being being objectified, thinking that is going to get them the love and the admiration that they're thirsting for. And in fact, it has wounded them so that they need to come and see Janice. But what a great place to be with Janice Corbin, who is um, a lovely, lovely Catholic psychotherapist who is my guest today. Um, She is um, a a beautiful daughter of God who, who integrates her Catholic faith in with her, her counseling of her beloved clients and I know that you see their very soul and that's such a beautiful thing to know that you are loved when you go to see Janice Corbin and um, we're going to have to go to a break so I want to let everyone know please stick around don't leave you're going to get the the last segment with Janice Corbin and Stacy Galino here on Faith and Good Counsel we'll be back in just a moment He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has life eternal, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood real drink. The man who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Scripture Highlights, brought to you by Greg A. Kennedy, CPA, 225-292-5112. 
Pepper's Fresh Market on Airline Highway in Prairieville is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Tim and Kim Godso are the new owners of Pepper's, and along with their son, Kalen, and daughter, Carrie, are members of Most Blessed Sacrament Parish. Pepper's Fresh Market features fresh fruits, vegetables, and seafood, including crawfish. Pepper's is located at 17497 Airline Highway in Prairieville. Their number is 673-9083 or on Facebook at Pepper's Fresh Market. Programming on Catholic Community Radio is brought to you in part by Cale Smith of Northwestern Mutual, 225-408-4585. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino and my lovely guest today, Catholic psychotherapist Janice Corbin. I hope I said that correctly. I'm getting a little tongue-tied here this uh, this morning, but uh, she is the author of Fully Alive, and we've been having a fabulous conversation. If you've been listening, I know you've been edified as I have with all of the beautiful uh, wisdom that the Lord has given Janice to share with us today. And in fact, the Holy Spirit is doing a really great job because we're just talking today amongst yes. Janice and I, and, and, and just I'm, I'm, I'm certainly being fed as well, and as I know you are too. And before the break, um, we talked about the possibility of entering into this conversation about perfectionism and some of the ways that it manifests itself and in thinking about women, so much of what we see is this, you know, we talk a lot about here on Faith and Good Counsel about being objects or objectification. And one of the ways that that happens um, internally, but as well as externally, is body image and vanity and what we think we're supposed to look like to succeed in the world or to attract a man or what have you. Or, and, and in essence, we're really thirsting for this authentic love, aren't we, Janice? Yes, absolutely. Remember, we were created by God, who is the source of love. So we were created by love, out of love, for love. We have that deep desire for love in our hearts. We need to love others, and we need to feel loved in return. And so we have, in our society, we have so narrowly defined what is, uh, I guess, attractive or what is a, uh, appropriate. Uh, or what's even a worthy person? I mean, in a, in a bigger yes. scale, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, who, who is even worthy of living? I mean. It, it's starting to get there. Yeah. It is really starting to get there. And, and it's very, very scary. What's come up in just this last moment if you will give me uh, a just, minute here. You go, girl. Okay. As I, I'm going to, with your indulgence, I'm going to Please. share a personal uh, little story. Um, people who know me may know this, but back in 2001, I had breast cancer. Oh. Okay. Now, I'm completely cured. Thanks <laughs> I mean, be to you know, God. Living Thank in you. remission, but I, I just claim that. Cure from Jesus. Thanks be to God. And but as part of the the my journey through that, I had a double mastectomy, Mm. and at the time I chose not to have reconstructive Mm -hmm. surgery. Mm -hmm. Now that's a decision that's very individual. That's right. One of the reasons why I chose that had as much to do with the fact that you know 
I'm not married right now in my life and that I have, uh, I was, you know, my children were in college. I'm the sole, I was the sole support of our mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take the time out mm -hmm. that I would need to go through that extra mm -hmm. sure. um, surgery. So anyway, um, so I, I'm flat chested is mm -hmm. my point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this creates some problems for me in terms of clothing. Mm -hmm. So when people see me, they usually see me in big blousy shirts because that's very comfortable. Now, let me back up and tell you, there was a real grace that God gave me through this walk, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it is a change in body image, and right. this is why I'm sharing this. And it was, in the beginning, somewhat difficult for me to embrace mm -hmm. okay but here's what helped me do it you, there's you, i hear surrender coming yes is there a surrender okay i'm ready to hear it okay there is a book that's been a classic um over the years written by uh uh, uh dr mary piper mm -hmm. is yeah reviving ophelia i'm familiar with that okay mm -hmm. And it was written to help young girls who struggle with eating disorders, mm -hmm. okay? And it's, it really focuses and, uh, and draws out how truly uh, pathological our society has become right. and almost toxic for young girls growing up. And one of the things Dr. Piper says in her book is that girls are most authentically themselves prepubescent and how is that tell us okay because once they start to develop uh-huh they start to become too influenced right by the societal norms mm -hmm. and by the pressures they feel placed on them mm -hmm. by those norms mm -hmm. so here's the gift god gave me in my journey was that he told me i'm bringing you back to your authentic self. Oh, wow. Okay, now I'm telling you, that was a gift by the Holy wow. Spirit because I could never have conjured that up wow. on my own. Wow, wow. Okay, wow. so this is just a little tiny something, but that I don't usually share with people, but that I felt called to share with you today because hopefully it can help maybe some other people who are struggling in their own way with whatever it is with they're whatever dealing with. And that is a surrender. And you did not ask for breast cancer, but you surrendered to it. And then you're now surrendering and in communion with the Lord in, in terms of your body, your physical body. Yes. And, and, and seeing that as a gift. And that is totally contrary to what the world would have yes. told you to do. You know, so and and so what's happened too over time now, I have to admit when I when I'm invited to some fancy events, it's more of a challenge because, you know, the loose blousy tops sure. aren't as easy to pull off. However, on a day to day basis, there has been something very freeing. Yes. And you see that very when, you, when you visit with Janet Janice in person, as I have the, the honor of doing rather often now in our work together, um, she radiates the love of Christ. And you do not see big, blousy search. You just see Janice. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is it's, it frees you up. It's amazing how um, it's not just that, but this whole idea, it's, it was one of the ways, one of the many ways 
I feel like in my own personal journey, God continues to draw me closer to himself. Absolutely. And this beautiful. is what he's doing with each and every one of us. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Gosh, Janice, I know there's so many things that we could talk about, and I appreciate so much, and I honor you for your self-disclosure today. I mean, that takes a lot of courage, and, um, and I know that someone listening today has been moved in their heart and needed to hear that. I mean, I needed to hear it too. My surrenders have been different um, and I'm sure they're, they're very, very deep, just as yours are. Um, but they do come from the Lord. And we, it, it's, it's very much an opposite. And you may not recognize it at first, but as you offer these, these experiences to the Lord, he reveals his voice to you and what it is that he's doing in your life and this gratitude that you feel and this peace. Yes. I know you can connect with and understand where I'm coming from with that. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, one of the things um, I... Gosh, I have a list a mile long of things we need to talk about. But one of the things that I did want to get to today, Janice, in your book, um, one of the things I like to do is is what I call prayer journaling, journaling. And it helps me because um, I don't journal every day, but in the in the times when the God is calling me closest to him, maybe it's a time of sorrow or, or fear or worry, I write and I write so that I remember things specifically because later the memory doesn't always stick in its accuracy and I want to be accurate and I love to look back and see God's hand moving in a situation that you can't appreciate at the time and one of the things that I love in your book is you talk about writing your own Psalm 136 and I I want you to to speak to our listeners today about that it's such a beautiful exercise that that seems like not an adequate word but you know what I mean well it it is an exercise of sorts Psalm 136 is um it's a prayer of thanksgiving to God for his protection of the nation of Israel if you look in the Old Testament what you see is that over and over again whenever the nation of Israel found itself coming under attack from its many enemies, it would prepare for battle in the same way. The high priest would call all the people together and would lead them in prayer. And this prayer was actually always the same. The priest would call upon God and remind God and the people of all the times in Israel's history that God had delivered them from their enemies. So this built up the faith in the people that God would continue, would be with them in the present battle and deliver them from the current enemy, whichever one they were facing. So as this started to really sink into me, and I came over the Psalm 136, which when you look in the Bible, that's exactly what it does. It talks about how God, it starts with God creating the world. And then it talks about how God lifted up the nation of Israel and how God has delivered them. And it goes through, you know, taking them out of Egypt, uh, crossing the Red Sea, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, it, and it delineates all these ways God was there for Israel. <clears throat> so I started thinking, wow, that's really powerful. I need to have that same sense of my own personal history with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. I know that there are times in my life, I mean, I just shared one a few Absolutely. minutes ago, oh, but yes. there are lots of them, times in my life where I feel like God rescued me, mm-hmm. where he um, 
helped me, drew me closer to himself, lifted me up out of the pit. I mean, all those things. And how powerful it is when we know our own personal history with God and we can see how those times where he has saved us Mm -hmm. personally. I mean, we talk about Jesus as our savior, but this is like an intimate knowledge of him in the minutia of my life that he knows what I needed in that moment and he was there for me. And so for me to really get very well acquainted with it and familiar with it to the point that I can recall it just as the Israelites did whenever I'm in times of distress. Whenever I feel like my life is under attack or I'm having to go into battle for whatever reason, I'm able to recall these, these times. So I wrote my own Psalm 136, and I encourage our listeners to do the same thing. Give us a quick example of how to do that. Give us a couple of lines of what that means. Okay. I started out, the like I said, the first verse talks about God creating the world. And it goes, some. I don't have it in front of me, but it goes something like this. He's the God that hung the moon and the stars. And then it says, God's love and mercy endures forever. He's the God who brought light out of darkness. God's love and mercy endures forever. So I kept with that same cadence. Every other line is God's love and mercy endures forever. And I started to say, he chose my parents, Connie and Harwood, God's love endures forever. He chose my siblings, and I named them God's love endures forever. And then I just let the Holy Spirit bring to my mind things that happened in my life. And every other line is God's love and mercy endures forever. That is so magnificent. And the people can find out more how to do this, right, in your book, Janice. In the book, Fully Alive, It's Time to Live Your Life by Janice Brown Carbon, LCSW. You can find out more about Janice at her website, JaniceCarbon.com, as well as her Facebook page, Fully Alive, a magnificent daughter of the Most High God. I'm so blessed to know her. Will you come it's back? It's my pleasure Janet? to be here. Oh, and you know, in fact, a little a little uh, a secret, Janet and I are going to be, it's now no longer a secret, we're going to be doing some podcasting together um, and working together on some other subjects that people can listen to 24-7 on yes, iTunes and other social media. So I'm very, very uh, honored that she's agreed to do this with me to try to help you, to try to send our love to you um, and try to be a light in this time of great it's great always a pleasure, Darkness. Stacey. Oh, it's uh, so awesome. So, you know, rem- just a little reminder, St. Catherine of Siena says, if you are what you should be, you will set the world ablaze. I'm so grateful that you've spent this time with us today. Pax Christi, y'all. See you next time on Faith and Good Counsel.
Catholic Community Radio. Well, I, I think it's filling a need, and I think people are hungry for the truth. And I think uh, the, the more professional we can sound and compete with with the others, and you know, in the marketplace, the more people are going to draw in. Catholic Radio for your community. And that's why the Holy Father, he just mentioned the importance of, of Catholics knowing how to work in the media and knowing how to use the media wisely and to use it well. This is your station. The church has for, for decades, especially since Inamorifica um, with Vatican II, has been on the, on the front lines engaging the culture and understanding that the media are so important. And so I can't, I, I am amazed at the response we get just because it's just so humbling to be on, on the receiving end of, of the comments and how people have grown and what they've learned. And it's, it's, it's a phenomenal part of the new evangelization. Call with your donation at 448-3754 or online at brcatholicradio.com.